Good day to you. My name is James Langridge. I am the president of the British American Business Council, Los Angeles, and I am once again delighted to bring you another podcast. And today we have a couple of wonderful guests on the line. We have a very famous, well-known Dr. Nigma. Good afternoon, Dr. Nigma. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Wonderful. Thank you very much for coming on today. And we have our very own uh, brand ambassador, Birgit Mueller, on the line as well. How are you, Birgit? Good. <laughs> so glad to have Dr. Nigma here. Wonderful. Oh. Um, and today we're going to be talking um, with Dr. Nigma specifically about um, health, uh, primarily gut health, and, and that's where a lot of this starts with, with how our well-being is. And it's so important. It's such an interesting subject. Um, I never knew so much about it until I started looking into this. Um, Dr. Nigma, tell us a little bit more about your book. Uh, it's, it's hugely popular. Younger Skin Starts with the Gut. Perhaps you could tell us a little bit more. Yeah, so I, I wrote the book, I think, about 10 years ago when I was, you know, I've been practicing for almost 20 years now. And I started writing the book. And one day, you know, I was talking to a friend of mine and I said, you know, I really need to contact someone and write this book properly, you know? And I got an email the next day from Penguin Random House, randomly asking me if I want to write a book. And I had said to them, look, I've already written the book because it's, you know, years and years of compiling information about the thousands of patients I've seen. And I keep seeing the same thing over and over again, that however you're digesting, what foods you're putting in your system is going to affect your immune system. It's going to affect your inflammatory mediators. It's going to affect your skin and beauty. So it was so, the timing couldn't have been more perfect. So I agreed, obviously, to write the book. I was overjoyed. And within a couple of weeks, I had a book deal, which is, you know, that is how I, you know, Younger Skin Starts in the Gut was born. And obviously, you know, the, the, the British title, the UK title is called Reverse the Signs of Aging. And the US title is Younger Skin Starts in the Gut. So it's the same book, but the two countries had different ideas on what to call it. That's fantastic. I, I love it. I never knew. I mean, in, in your opinion, obviously you're going to say it is. How important is gut health to, in regards to anti in just into life in general? How important is it? Well, as Hippocrates says, is, um, all disease begins in the gut. And I can tell you as a naturopathic doctor for the past 20 years, every single condition I treat, I always treat the gut. There's nowhere, the gut is involved with everything. Think about it this way, okay? We have about 100 trillion bacteria in your gut. And they communicate and tell the brain to do things. Also, the gut separates, uh, you know, between the gut and the bloodstream. There's only one cell difference. So whatever goes into the gut gets put into the bloodstream. There's only one cell layer, uh, which is kind of a paradox because on the one hand, you want it to be permeable to get in the nutrients, but you want it to be strong enough to keep out the bad bacteria that shouldn't get into the system. And obviously, most of your serotonin, which is your feel-good hormone, is located in your gut, okay? So all of these things, when you ask me the question, how important is a gut, it's extremely important. Absolutely. Um, we're, a lot of people 
are stuck at home at home right now and there's probably a, it's a certain level of stress on people at the moment that's unfounded stress can lead to poor health poor gut health any tips and advice on what we can do to alleviate some of that stress what can we be eating right now is there anything we can be doing specifically to help our gut health right now in this instance Okay, so that's a really good question. And I want to start off by giving you something really easy to do. Everybody that's listening on this call, uh, this podcast, uh, I want you to take one thing home. Hydration. We are living in a dehydrated, we forget to drink water. And where there's pollution, there needs to be dilution. We don't drink enough water. And so hydration plays an incredible role in maintaining the integrity of the gut lining. And there's a study that really outlines this so cool. There's a, a study with 20 athletes, and they were put on a rigorous one-hour regimen, and one group was hydrated with water, and the other group didn't get any water. Now, the dehydrated group were shown to have intestinal permeability, okay, which means it shows us how hydration plays a massive role in the integrity of the gut lining and then also that put the body under stress okay so that could be any kind of stress hydration was the one thing that we put the body under and that stress caused the leaky gut the integrity of the gut lining to be compromised so two things hydrate yourself drink more water okay throughout the day if you're drinking caffeine alcohol all of those things are going to deplete you so make sure you're hydrated more than you used to be the other thing is dealing with stress, and you're absolutely right. This is a difficult time for a lot of people, and there's a lot of things I could talk about, you know, meditation, you know, walking in nature, things that we don't normally have time to do because I don't know about you, but I, I was on a plane every month, uh, you know, traveling in Europe and the UK and the US. It's, it's crazy, our lives, you know, and things have changed. So this gives us the opportunity to be more in a routine. Uh, so those would be the three things I would suggest. I mean, I have ideas about recipes and stuff. People can go to my book, but I'm happy to talk about whatever you want. Fantastic. I, I appreciate that. And, and don't worry, we have lots of questions. <laughs> so I appreciate you be opening, open to it. Um, when you're talking about hydration, are you just saying good old H2O? Is there anything else? Should we be adding anything to it? Should we be looking at more of an alkaline based water? Um, help us understand a bit more about that. That's great. You know, I'm glad you asked that question because people who also drink too much water, what they don't do is they don't have enough of the electrolytes. So, you know, adding things like cucumber, uh, celery juice, kind of mix it in with the water. I'm making this celery juice and I'm freezing the celery, cucumber, and mint in ice cubes. And so I'll plop an ice cube into my water, which makes me want to drink it more. That sounds really <laughs> lovely. That sounds Isn't lovely. That isn't that easy to do? It's like just something that's going to make you drink more water. And if anyone has electrolytes at home, one of those sachets with electrolytes in them without sugar, add that to your water because that's going to help increase the absorption of the water that you're drinking. The other way you can do it is make a good old chicken soup. Um, one of my best friends, he's a doctor in New York. Um, he was in Forbes Life uh, about chicken soup, a universal remedy. This is an amazing um, recipe for chicken soup. It's his grandmother's recipe. And there's so much evidence to suggest that chicken soup is anti-inflammatory. And it's also rich in cysteine, the chicken, which is anti-mucus. 
It opens up the nasal passages. Uh, there's a really good recipe that I'm going to post on my Instagram as well. So if anybody wants to um, have a look at it or go to my website, uh, healthydoc.com. So if anyone wants to look at the recipe, or I can send it over to you guys and you guys can post it if you want. Up to we you. would love that. Well, let's. I, I, we have your Instagram handle. We'll promote you. Don't worry. And we'll be telling everyone <laughs> about that. I've never met anyone yet who doesn't love a great chicken soup. It is, it is food for the soul. So that is wonderful to hear. Speaking of Sure. Okay, so the website is healthydoc.com. That's H-E-A-L-T-H-Y-D-O-C.com. Fantastic. Fantastic. Thank you. Um, Dr. Nigma, um, we, we're talking a little bit about food now. And again, it's a time people are at home. I know what I'm like. If I can find chocolate, I'm going to eat it. And I got to believe that's probably not the best. Might make me feel good for a second. What can we, what healthy snacks that we're going to find in the house right now are going to keep our stress levels down, not make us add 50 pounds in the next month? Any suggestions? That's really good. I mean, right now I make the joke everybody needs to social distance from their refrigerator and their food cupboard <laughs> because it's just something people are doing as in habit. So I think the first thing we need to think about is if you've eaten, if you're feeling like you need to go to the refrigerator or the food cabinet, the first thing you should think about is are you dehydrated? Because that sometimes can make you put things in your mouth mindlessly because it's sort of like you know, our bodies are craving something and it may not be food. It's probably most of the time we're dehydrated. So that's the one thing. Grab your, you know, water with your, you know, cucumber ice cube or something. Make it nice so it's enticing for you to drink it and mix it up a bit every day. Um, put yourself into a situation where if you feel like you need to go and snack and have that chocolate, go outside for a walk, drink a glass of water, you know, change your atmosphere and do some deep breathing, meditation, and then check in. Do I need that chocolate after all? Because it's no okay in giving yourself a treat, but if you're doing it to self-medicate, that is going to be your last resort. I would re recommend is do everything but, and then if you still want that chocolate, then go for it. But by the time you drink the water, you go for a walk, you get yourself distracted into something healthier, You know, maybe do a yoga pose or you know, get on a call with a friend, get, get into community. That might distract you from wanting to go and have that chocolate. There's a lot of time we eat out of boredom. I think that's, that's part of the problem. So if we resolve that, then we're at a good start. I wish I was as strong as you. I'm so weak when it comes to that, but I love the advice. Thank you. Um, so again, just staying with that right now, we're, we're a little sedentary more now than, than we have been. Um, People eat three meals a day. Are, are you suggesting maybe having lighter meals, maybe eating, you know, when you're working out, they suggest maybe eating up to five times a day, but smaller meals. Any suggestions on, on that, on the just smaller portions? I, what do you think? I think that's a really good idea. I think that depending on the level of activity. So if you're one of those people that have to sit at your computer all day long and still work, um, it's going to be recommended that you try to maybe take some breaks and have small frequent meals to keep your blood sugar more regular uh, and in that drinking more water while you're working. So instead of just being stuck in one place, 
get up off your chair, go for a walk outside your house, be in nature. You know, um, the birds are singing still, everything's still happening outside in nature. So that's the one constant that's going to draw us closer uh, to being grounded and more connected. So I think when we disconnect from ourselves, uh, I think that's the time we start to sway and do things that are possibly not good for us and not good for our overall health. So your small frequent meals, sorry to go around the, the yard and back again. I fully agree with you. The small frequent meals are best. Thank you. Um, routine. We're out of routine right now. And a lot of people are trying to get back into a routine. Um, maybe it's get up early, run, work out, work from home. If you have children, you're spending time with them. How important is a routine to you in your daily life at the moment? And can you share with us some tips on what you would advise other people to be doing on the daily? I think the routine right now would be my number one most important thing to, to recommend to everyone. So if you're you know, staying in your bed all day and in your pajamas and on, the, on your phone and there's no kind of shut off, there's no, you know, that, that's where that's a runaway train. That's where you know, you know, your eating is going to go off, everything is going to go off. So I recommend you have some kind of routine that you actually implement when you didn't have it potentially before, where before you're always on the go, you didn't know what was going to happen. Children might need to be dropped off at a different time. This one's got ballet lessons. Now you don't have to leave your house necessarily. So you could create a routine within your own environment, you know, so waking up, getting out of your pajamas, taking a shower, you know, tidying up your hair, you know, if you want to put a little makeup on, you know, to, to get that brightness, if you're getting on, you know, different Zooms, do that, wear something comfortable, but wear something nice that makes you feel good about yourself. Um, and obviously, have your breakfast in the morning. Right now, people are under tremendous amounts of stress. This intermittent fasting is not a good time to do that if you are under lots of stress, because your body needs the nutrients right now. So I'm finding that people eating in the morning, I'm advising a lot of my patients to change what they used to do. Instead of having a morning coffee, have something like hot water, lemon, and ginger, just to feed the digestive system something healthy, not put it into sympathetic mode. Just change up your routine a bit, you know, than what you used to. You don't need that morning Starbucks coffee anymore. You know, it's, you're not rushing out of the office. A lot of people are doing things like habit. So create a new, healthier routine is my recommendation. I love that. Thank you. Um, many of us, many of the listeners uh, have children. And we've been thrown a curveball recently, and they have too. Um, it's certainly one thing for have the expectation on parents to homeschool children. But children are, are in an unusual situation right now. I don't think it's scary, but it's, it's out of their normal kind of lifestyle for them. What, what should we be thinking about with them with their gut health? Should we be following a similar routine of how we would provide them with school lunches in their daily life? What can we do to help them? Sorry. Thank you for asking that. That's a brilliant question. Uh, you have to think of it this way. Think of children's behavior after you've given them some sugar. What happens? So um, supporting them, I, I was going to use the word controlling, but really supporting is a better word. <laughs> 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 
supporting their diet, getting them to learn to eat healthier and what it all means, get them to be part of the preparation and what everything is and how it's so healthy for you and what it does to the body. Take that time to engage your kids in understanding what eating healthy is and how that supports your immune system and why that's so important. I know it takes an extra step, but it will teach them they want to learn these things that they need to eat healthier and also their minds will be healthier so they won't necessarily crash have a tantrum it's those kids that have those tantrums and crashes because they're eating horrific food or food that is not good for them and that's causing serotonin imbalances which is creating them to have mood fluctuations so actually by feeding them and teaching them how to eat healthy it, you're doing yourself a massive service because your kids are going to be balanced, you know, emotionally. They're going to be able to get through this time. You know, I don't have kids, but I know that generally speaking, kids are very resilient. And if the parent is calm and if the parent is giving the children the right recommendations, we can only hope and pray that they will follow it. And, you know, a lot of my friends that have kids are doing this and it seems to be working in their favor. Thank you for that. I have children and um, we've been trying to promote, I mean, we're at home. It's so easy to eat unhealthy. So we try to, you know, make it part of their day. They actually, I've been having them help prepare lunch. So if we've been barbecuing outside or making sandwiches or something simple, we, yeah. we get them involved, get them to understand what they're making. And you definitely, there's that level of appreciation um, that they made it. And they've learned something new. And hey, guess what? It tastes good. It might be there might be vegetables, but you know what? They don't taste that bad, especially when they made it. So that's what I've been seeing in the recent weeks. So it's, it's a very enjoyable experience as well. And we're all stuck at home, and it passes the time as well. So that's uh, great. I love hearing that. I actually had a follow-up question for you in regards to stress. I, I don't know how accurate this is, but Eating things like sauerkraut, um, pickles, things like that, when you're feeling stressed, there's, there's a chemical in them or so there's, there's something in the fermentation of it that reduces stress. Any, any truth to that? Have you ever heard that? Well, I think they're, what they're alluding to is the ability of the prebiotics um, in these foods that help support serotonin levels, which we talked about most of the serotonin is located in the gut. And the serotonin controls the feel-good hormones. And it also helps, you know, the, 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 the healthy gut will help maintain gut integrity and it will help maintain keeping the bad bacteria out into the system. So that further will reduce inflammation. So, you know, there is some truth to that. I don't think that alone is going to help and in fact can cause a bit of bloating and gas for some people, but it's great to add to your meals. Uh, but all in all, I think the key is to, to work on both aspects of the stress. Where is the stress coming from? Is it something you've been conditioned? Is there a way to reprogram the brain and thinking differently? Obviously, we're all in a tough, we're all in the same boat right now, literally. And uh, I think in a way, collectively, it feels better the fact that we're all in the same boat and we're all going to be here together to help each other, you know, rescue one another, prevent each other from drowning. So I think, I think there's some positive self-talk and also, you know, eating warming foods, I think are more important um, to keeping the gut optimally healthy, like warming foods, and vegetables and fruit. 
I agree. Um, power of positivity certainly helps uh, in my day, and I think it's so important. I understand gut health is is so important as well, and that being positive and happy in your mind certainly opens up doors and allows us to walk through it and and maintain a certain level of grace even in these times where things are just unbelievably stressful on on so from so many different levels on so many different people so that's a very refreshing uh outlook from you doctor i appreciate it um now i'm as vain as as the next man and in los angeles we all want to look good and we want to feel good um we're stuck at home we can't necessarily get to the hairdressers or the barbers right now and we all want that manicure pedicure as a man, I'm trying to main, trying to look half decent. Any any tips for men on on a skincare regime that they can adopt while stuck in the house? Any pointers? We we need some help here. Okay, okay. So a lot of men right now are probably not shaving as much, and shaving, believe it or not, is actually anti aging because you're actually increasing the um, skin's ability to resurface and produce more collagen. So that's why you see when men shave under that area, they shave is like really young looking skin um, because you're doing that exfoliation. So what you can do is do some work with some exfoliation, some, some sort of alpha hydroxy salicylic cleanser, which, you know, what I've done is I've created a skincare line that men actually love because it's super easy. It's like a cleanser, a serum, and a cream. So there's some outside work that people can do, like putting products on their skin. Uh, that's healthy to do. But what men need to think about is also their gut health because their gut health will affect their sex hormones. So again, this is what is going to, I call it digest aging. When you have poor digestion and you're going to start aging from your gut. So maybe, you know, eating a specific, like they're not eating on the go anymore, eating fast, that ages you. Why? Because you're not chewing your food properly. You're not breaking it down. It's then turning into fermentation in your gut, which is then creating the signs of aging on your skin. So the real anti-aging comes from the gut, and you can also do some external, like I said, a serum, a cleanser, and a cream. Very easy three steps. We can find all of that on your website as well, I'm sure. Sure you can, absolutely. Wonderful. Birgit, bringing you in from, from a female side and perspective, um, gosh, I've got to believe you've got some questions. Would you, okay. would you, would you like to jump in? Yeah, so um, Dr. Enigma obviously has a tremendous amount of celebrity clients. And I think more and more of these celebrities like Penelope Cruz and also specifically, they, they are looking more into the natural things they can do for beauty. I saw you did one of the treatments with Gwyneth. Um, I've also tried your fabulous skincare products, Dr. Enigma. But what can we do? How can we, what can we do now that we're at home? Um, to detoxify ourselves. I always say, you know, take off your nail polish, uh, don't wear makeup, you know, put natural stuff on your hair. But what are some of the other things that we can do? Because everybody has products in their kitchen cabinet from, you know, gargling with salt water and drinking lemon juice. Um, what else can we do? And finally, because you've already asked some of my, you've already answered some of my questions. They say that radiation and specifically the whole G5 thing um, destroys our cells and damages them. 
damages them, what can we do to pro protect ourselves from, from radiation? Is there anything that you can... So, yeah, so, I mean, really good questions. Uh, you know, I'm a big believer in vitamin supplements and minerals. I've always taken vitamins, um, you know, along with eating well and protecting your gut and using good skin products on your face super important to be on a good vitamin rec uh, regimen. And there are some simple ones that, you know, I'm recommending to my patients. Uh, you know, so for my the listeners out there, you know, I'm not your particular doctor, but these are things that I'm doing and some of my patients are doing to support your immune system, but also to support your collagen production for your skin. Because right now is a time where our skin is going to be most likely to age because A, we're under a high amount of stress triggers cortisol, which causes premature aging. And then also, um, you know, some of us aren't sleeping very well. So the supplements are super, super important at helping. So one I would recommend, uh, Birgit, is a vitamin C. Vitamin C, 500 milligrams, a couple times a day, up to 1,500 milligrams. You can even go higher if you're up to bowel tolerance. What I love about vitamin C is it's non-toxic. It's water soluble. And if you're taking too much, you're going to get a bit of stomach upset and some diarrhea. And that means to, to cut it back a bit. The next I recommend zinc. Zinc is super important. It's, uh, it, it prevents viral replication. It's good for your skin um, as well. It helps your skin feel, uh, help repair your skin if you have any kind of redness or damage to the skin. Um, the next one is called quercetin, Q-U-E. R-C-E-T-I-N. It's called quercetin. It's from, um, from the skin of fruit. Uh, and I recommend that as well, up to you know, 500 to 1,000 milligrams a day. Uh, going back to zinc, about 50 to 75 milligrams a day. Sorry, I didn't tell you the dosage. And vitamin D. Vitamin D is super, super, super important, up from 1,000 to about 5,000 I use a day, depending on your deficiency. So those are the main foundational supplements that I highly recommend uh, my patients to take, you know, for particular, you know, conditions, obviously, as well. And, you know, they help your adrenal glands, they help your immune system. Uh, so that is, and there's a lot of research on those vitamins. Currently, with the uh, COVID-19 uh, crisis that's happening right now, I'm, I'm talking with a couple of doctors, one in New York, and another one called Dr. Paul Merrick, Chief of Pulmonary and Critical Care and Medicine of Eastern Virginia Medical School. So talking to them about different protocols uh, for prevention and also treatment. Sorry, I had to throw in the COVID there because, you know, it's, it's something on everybody's mind. But these are the basic supplements I'm, I'm you know, recommending, you know, for myself and for my patients. That's fantastic advice. Thank you. And the other question, of course, which I think you already answered is, you know, what is the single most important advice you can give to reverse aging? Would that be hydration or what else can you advise? Because I think it's an epidemic in America where people inject themselves with too much Botox and too many fillers or because we're scared of aging. But are there some things that, that, that we can do that um, might majorly help um, for the premature aging other than just our diet now, skincare treatments, natural skincare treatments. What do you recommend? Well, you know what? I'm glad you mentioned that. You can do facial massage at home. Um, I know there's a lot of um, great uh, 
massage that you can do on your skin. You can use a nice serum and massage your skin, increase the circulation. Because how many, you know, how many people really take the time to wash their skin, massage, you know, products into their skin properly, like do a routine for morning and evening. Um, you know, there's so many interesting things that you can do. You can, you know, put cucumbers on your eyes, freeze cucumbers, you know, reduce the puffiness and inflammation, you know, do your own massage to help reduce um, the puffiness and lymphatic that sort of stays in one place when you're not moving as well. There's certain little things that you can do to increase the, the lymphatic drainage by just self-facial massage. Uh, and it makes a huge difference. I don't know if you've ever tried it at home, Birgit, but mm -hmm. I've been doing a lot of that these days, you know, taking my time, putting on my skincare products, massaging my skin, being, you know, sort of present with myself, you know, instead of just quickly brushing your teeth and not even remembering you've brushed your teeth. I don't know mm -hmm. if you've ever done that and you're like, did I brush yeah. my teeth? It's like, you know, when you get so wrapped up with, you know, work and stuff, now we're able to be more present. So those kinds of things um, I think are really important. But also, you know, I know you're saying not just diet, but like the supplements are super, being regular with your supplements um, because those are what are going to encourage collagen production, like vitamin C, hyaluronic acid, all those things. Is that, is that stuff, I mean, it may sound like a silly question, but is that all kind of things that we could readily find in our cabinets? If we don't have those supplements, is there a fruit or a vegetable that we're going to find in our, in our pantries right now, doctor, that we can be eating and using? And Actually, I love that you said that. I, in my book, I have a bunch of recipes for do-it-yourself uh, face masks. And I could send you uh, a recipe for one and you can um, post it for your you know, for your listeners, if you want, Fantastic. I'd be happy to do that. So you can do it at home. We'd love that. We'd love that. That would be great. Any, any particular fruits? I mean, obviously vitamin C, we're talking about oranges, cuties, clementines, I'm guessing anything else. Yeah. So all like eat the rainbow, get all kinds of different, uh, you know, between fruits and vegetables, like the, the pigmented purples are, are, are really good. You know, you can eat some grapes, you can have some you know, fresh fruit, washing your fruit really nicely, thoroughly, and then, you know, not worrying about fresh produce, making sure that you get those in your diet. And if you can't, blueberries are really good. You can freeze them. You can throw them in your water You can throw them. Like if you're craving some dessert, like you're craving chocolate, I know you've got the chocolate craving that could indicate a magnesium deficiency. So up your magnesium, up your protein as well. Could be, you know, some blood sugar fluctuations going on. Not to the fact that chocolate isn't delicious, but you know, <laughs> you 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 can you know you can up your you know game with fruit. You know, maybe making like a blueberry sorbet. You know, something healthier that's rich in antioxidants. Sounds wonderful. What's a typical, I mean, at the moment, everything's off, off kilter, but what for you right now, doctor, a typical day of, of food for you, give, give the listeners an idea of what you'd have for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah. So I, I'm a very weird eater. So I eat weird things that weird. Well, I don't think it's weird. I think breakfast <laughs> is weird. I think it's so weird if you've been fasting all night and then all of a sudden you're throwing cold cold cereal and a Danish or a croissant and a coffee first thing your body's been, do you know what I mean? It just doesn't make any sense. So I, agree. I, I I'm so glad you agree. <laughs> um, so a nice bowl of oatmeal meal, you know, delicious bowl of oatmeal with some, throw some 
blueberries in there, you know, raspberries, you know, and heat those up as well, cook them all together. That's really nice and nourishing for the body. And it's high in fiber, it's nutritious, it tastes delicious. Or I'll eat a leftover vegetable soup. I make a batch of vegetable soup every week and I'll eat that for breakfast a lot of the time. And then I take a lot of my supplements with breakfast. I'll then have, you know, some hot water, lemon and ginger in between. Um, I'll eat again as a snack. I'll have maybe um, a turmeric latte. I love making these um, turmeric lattes with turmeric in it and cardamom and saffron. That's like my favorite concoction. Doctor, is that like golden milk? Is that the same yes, thing? Yes, yes, okay. absolutely. So I make like a turmeric with um, either you can use almond milk. Best to make your own almond milk at home. It tastes way better. Uh, oat milk or rice milk or hemp milk. I'd stay away from cow's dairy because it's mucus producing. Uh, and, you know, and then after I'll do like a nice, um, you know, cucumber and tomato salad with chicken breast. And then I'll eat something similar for dinner, like a protein and veg. Um, and I'll drink lots of herbal tea throughout the day just to hydrate. And I'll throw some electrolytes in. I'll make a, I make a really great green drink with celery, cucumber, and mint. I actually make ice cubes out of those and, oh, then throw, wow. and throw them into my water. So, yeah, it's, I've, I'm so on routine right now because – and I'm finding it this time I'm really – you know, because I put all my energy into my patients uh, and into my, you know, followers. And of course, I take care of myself, but I'm really, really vigilant. Like I've, this time has given me an opportunity to really, you know, self-care. You mentioned tea. Um, we are, we're English people. We love tea. I love tea. Green tea, green tea. Green I was tea. wondering when you were going to ask. I wonder when this was going to come up. You know, well, you meant, yeah, it, it's coming up. So here it is. So <laughs> we love tea, but is caffe there's a lot of caffeine in tea. So yes. are you just saying herbal tea, decaffeinated tea, is caffeine okay? Or is it okay at a certain point of the day? What yes. do you think? Listen, if you're a tea drinker and you're a coffee drinker, maybe tone it down a bit. It's become a habit for you to say, oh, let's have a cup of tea. Absolutely. So perhaps you tone down the amount of tea that you're drinking and it, and instead of having another cup of, you know, uh, builder's tea or Tetley tea or some, you know, caffeinated tea, maybe go for an herbal one, you know, something that's going to be, you know, with, you know, some, some, some chamomile, something relaxing to calm those cortisol levels. Because if, if you overload on caffeine, you're going to feel anxious, you know, we're already feeling anxious. Why add fuel to the fire? So maybe tone it down a little bit. I'm not telling these people to stop it. Although if you are feeling super anxious, it might be a good idea to take it out for a couple of days and see how you feel. But certainly don't drink it throughout the day at all. That's you know, wonderful. Oh, sorry, Bergen. Sorry, the other thing that you talked about, Dr. Nigma, which I found very interesting, is how you say that different foods, for example, dairy creates puffiness under your eyes. And the way you had your little diagram in your book where you explain <laughs> what exactly, you know, that happens to your face that we don't like, why it happens and yeah. what foods are causing it. And, you know, it's become like such a fashion now to be a vegan. And I've seen yes. several friends that have become vegans, the difference, how much younger they look, how much yes. better they look. I mean, how much is there to it? And which are the two foods that you would say, you know, 
you can avoid them. I don't recommend them. Right. Okay. So the two ones, I'm, I mean, there's four of them I don't recommend, but in my book, I call it the four faces of aging, sugar, dairy, gluten, and wine. Probably going to hate me for that. Oh, um, the, the French and the Italians will never talk to me again. Um, <laughs> but, but I'm, you know, I, you know, wine is different. You can do like an 80, 20 rule and have some wine every now and then, but I'm talking about for every day, you know, these need to come out. Dairy is inflammatory, period full stop. Mm -hmm. It increases inflammation. It increases mucus, um, you know, production. It, it, it's not something I recommend. Um, you know, you don't see a, a cow going up to a giraffe and saying, can I have your milk? It's very mm -hmm. strange. We're drinking another animal's milk. Um, I, I'm not really understanding why we as humans adopted that. Um, but it's in our culture, it's in our diets. I find every single patient I take off dairy with whatever problem they have, eczema, psoriasis, um, fatigue, IBS, you take the dairy out, they're better. There's no doubt about that. Anyone listening can try this for two to three weeks. See how you feel. Take it out just for fun. Um, so for our British listeners, which obviously take milk in their tea, what do you yes. recommend? Which just, type of milk to put in their tea? There's so yeah. many types of milk. Well, you know, there's a couple of, you know, there's almond milk, there's oat milk, there's rice milk, there's hemp milk. The only thing you have to be concerned about is a lot of these milks that are sold in stores have a ton of sugar in them. So, you know, you don't want to like delete one problem and create another one. Um, so, you know, you want to take that out of the diet. The dairy causes puffiness, acne, um, you know, dark circles under the eyes. It's not a good look. As soon as you get rid of the dairy... You, a lot of people will notice that they look younger, they feel younger, you know, they have more energy, less mucus, all their, you know, initial symptoms they came to me with, all gone. It's incredible. Dairy is not good. I don't feel so bad now. My tea, I'm old school. No milk, <laughs> no sugar. Just leave the tea bag in for 10 minutes and everything's fine. Do you know what? You're the coolest of them all because a real tea drinker is you. You don't need all that other stuff in there. So actually, I think you're doing a great job. You know, what? I appreciate I need all the compliments I can get right now. <laughs> Doctor, that means a lot. Thank you so much. Um, once again, we're coming to the end of our discussion. Dr. Enigma, thank you so much for your time. If I was to ask you, if you were to say one thing to the listeners that they could take home right now and feel better about everything that's going on, in this uncertain world, what would it be that you would tell them right now? I would tell them right now that use this time for all of us to collectively reset, help people, be kind. It's good for your health. If you're, if you're stressed out about something, talk to somebody, be in community, get on the phone. Don't keep these to yourself. Um, this is a time for all of us to connect and, you know, I, I, any of my listeners and any of my followers, if they need any guidance, I'm, I'm giving it to them. You know, whatever, right now is a time for us to all take care of each other. And I think if I were to leave you with something, it would be just to know that this too shall end. And this is an opportunity for us to rebuild and reset. And I think that's all what we need to do for our health. Maybe things that we've been putting off, not taking care of ourselves, now is the time. You can also find me on Instagram, Dr. Nigma Talib. Right now, I'm interviewing some incredible guests. 
Uh, I'm interviewing medical doctors, naturopathic doctors, researchers, skincare experts. This is going to be so much fun. I would love for all of you to join us on our Instagram lives. Absolutely fantastic. Thank you so much. Um, Dr. Nigma. thank you for joining. Birgit, thank you so much for joining as well. My name is James Langridge. I am the president of the British American Business Council, Los Angeles. Thank you for tuning in to another podcast with us. Stay safe and stay positive. Thank you.